I'm here with Dr. Velvet Smith. She is the program specialist at Portsmouth Public Schools in Portsmouth, Virginia. Thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. All right, so let's talk about social versus emotional learning in your school district. Well, social emotional learning, or SAIL as we like to call it, um, in the schools involves five components. It's self-awareness, social awareness, proper decision-making, relationship skills, and self-management. And those all embody the emotional skills that kids need to learn. So in public schools, we have to balance the social emotional learning with the academic learning. Okay. What was the time and where were you at when you realized there was a need for this program? Um, I felt like it's a need for social emotional learning because when a child has problems with academics, we all rush around, we want them to have remediation, we want them to have interventions. But when children have emotional or behavior issues, we kind of sometimes want to send them out of the class, office referrals. But if children have deficits in social and emotional, we as educators, need to teach them. So that's the purpose of social emotional, building up those five components within children. Okay. Has uh, a child reached out to you? Uh, can you tell us a story? Well, myself and another colleague, Dr. Walker, we have a program called Boss Authors and Book Club, and Boss stands for Breaking Obstacles to Seek Success. And I would say that intervention is more of a tier two social emotional intervention because the children that we work with deal with trauma. Most okay. importantly, their parents have been incarcerated. So they have very low social emotional intelligence mm -hmm. and it needs to be fostered. So within that program, we foster that through literacy and also writing so that these students can find their own voice. So we help them with their social um, awareness, their self-awareness, and um, proper decision-making techniques because a lot of times they were getting in trouble because they didn't know how to self-regulate and make proper decisions. So we incorporated all of that through social stories and guest speakers who came in and gave tidbits on each of those components and then we were able to apply that in practical ways within in the classroom and within the school. Give us some examples of trauma-informed teaching practices. Well, like I spoke pre previously, we want to build up the social-emotional intelligence of children, but while we're doing that, we also need to build up the capacity of teachers. So teachers need to understand that our children come to us with a multitude of baggage, and a lot of that is involved around trauma. And teachers need to understand what that trauma is, um, have knowledge of it, um, as far as in the ACEs, those adverse childhood experiences that impact our students within the classroom, and understand how they need to navigate those systems in order to be able to educate the whole child. It has to really be a, a holistic approach to educating them and understanding why sometimes our students don't behave in the norm within the classroom and what you can do to accommodate them and make sure that they're on track. Okay, okay. Does this, how does it work where um, your teachers and your students are meeting together? Do you have like an outlet or a platform? Does this happen during school hours? Is this an after school activity? Well, now within our district, we 
actually has have incorporated social emotional learning. So every day uh, on the elementary block, they have to do at least 15 and 20 minutes of social emotional learning. And that piece also includes teachers understanding that trauma-informed care and practices, and it's done in the morning at every school, so it can basically set the tone. You're building the capacity of the teachers as well building up those skills within um, the students. Because what we found is that sometimes teachers have that learner bias. If I never was a struggling student in school, if I never had trauma growing up to the fact that it really impacted my life, then I totally have a disconnect with the students that I serve. Right. So part of what we do is trying to let them understand that everybody has biases. Right. But you need to be aware of those biases and how you can accommodate those children and not let those biases impact your teaching or student learning. So is it training for the teachers, additional training that they go through in order to identify these biases? Yes, teachers go through um, various trainings as it relates to trauma-informed practices as well so, as well as social-emotional learning. And we don't want to just have social-emotional learning as a standalone thing. We want them to incorporate it. And being that I'm um, one of the program specialists in reading, we tell them how to incorporate it through children's literature and ways to build the capacity of the students as well. Okay, okay. So this is for all your students. You just don't pinpoint which ones might have the trauma or show the trauma. I know that some students, even just people in general, are good at masking right. what they are going through. So is this something that you exercise with all your students just in case like you're being proactive before it gets right so um, just like we have an academic curriculum that's address all students social emotional learning is a curriculum that addresses all students so basically that tier one instruction for social emotional is universal to all students but then we know students have different levels or of trauma or different issues within the school so then we have higher tiers so then we have our tier two students they have more intensive and we have different interventions that can help address them as well as the school has also um, school system has also decided to have two counselors at every elementary school okay, now. So okay. we're able to really hone in and address those individuals needs of students who may be our tier two or tier three students who need a lot of support and assistance as it relates to social emotional learning. Okay, and this program has been going on for only a couple of years, correct? Yes, it's been going on for a couple of years, but this first year, the pandemic kind of like show a big light on some of those gaps and how much our students are really missing emotionally. So when we started back into school this year, it was like we hit the ball running with, yes, we're gonna have designated times, we're gonna tier our students, and we're gonna try to have them participate in programs to help build that capacity in them as well as our teachers because there's no need to build the capacity of students if our teachers still maintain their classrooms in the same way. So right. we're building both up at the same time. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Velvet Smith, for sharing all of this information with us. Can you tell our listeners where they can contact you or find you for more information? Yes, um, Dr. Smith, you can find me um, at my email, velvet.smith at portsk12.com. Also, 
um, follow our social organization on Facebook, The Man Foundation, as well as on Instagram, The Man Foundation, to find out more about social emotional learning and trauma-informed practices. Thank you for sharing again. Okay, you're welcome. I am Alexis Flowers with issuesandeducation.net.